0: Hi, everybody. My name is Lady H. We're going to do something a little different today. This is not necessarily a watch with you podcast, but it kind of sort of is. If you know me, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that everything tracks back to soap operas and wrestling. Well, today, guess what we're going to talk about? Soap operas and wrestling. And I have today two people who also talk about soap operas and wrestling. This person you know, you love, you've heard, her before. She's one of my book buddies. It's Miss Simi. Hey, 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 what's up? And this next voice is a newer voice. Probably not new on the timeline, but you may know Ashley through Ashley's tweets. And hmm, how can I describe Ashley? (laughs) Especially during the live tweets and the spaces before spaces was when Spaces with Spaces, but also in the Discord. Ashley talks a whole lot of shit about wrestling. <laughs> Ashley understands who's hot and who's not. Yeah. And will let it be known. Like those memes, like, let it be known and I said what I said. That's Ashley. <laughs> so, if you want to get the dope and you want to know what's up, Ashley is one of the people that you would want to have. So thank you for joining us and welcome.
1: Thank you. And um, I'm excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Now, since Ashley is new, what would Ashley like our listeners to know about Ashley?
2: Well, I think you kind of
1: said everything. I'm just very, very vocal. Um, I've been a wrestling fan since I was three years old. I've been a general hospital fan since I was about the same age. So I'm very, very passionate about both. So, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? That is a great opening question. I'm going to pose it to... Well, I'll start with you, Ashley. Mm -hmm. So you started watching General Hospital at three.
2: Mm -hmm. Can you
0: tell us your relationship with it? Did you take breaks? Who has been Ashley's favorite? does Ashley watch any other soap operas?
2: So,
1: yes, I have been a general hospital fan since, like I said, since I was very little. My mom used to watch it all the time, obviously. Um, I, my favorite of all time, and I'm sure, like I said, if you followed on my timeline, I'm a huge, 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 Elizabeth Weber fan, Becky Herbst fan, who's, I mean, she's been there for, she just celebrated, what, her 25th anniversary, so... Um, but also, you know, love the, the quarter mains, obviously the Cassidines. Um, yeah, I just, like I said, I always, I I love, I mean, it's sad to see kind of what general hospitals become. It's starting to get a lot better, um, because for a while it wasn't exactly as good. Um, but it's starting to come back to, you know, what I remember it growing up. So that's really cool to see. I do actually follow um, a lot of the other soaps as well. Um, and I did. I, I mean, if General Hospital isn't really piquing my interest, um, you know, if there's something I really don't like, I, I kind of take a break from it for a little bit. But, yeah, I did watch All My Children, One Life to Live. I watched kind of watched Days of Our Lives on and off now, watched Young and the Restless on and off, Bold and the Beautiful on and off. So I kind of jump around to where I know kind of all what's going on. Like if I'm following a story, I'm like, oh, I take a break. Then I still kind of know what was going on. So, um, yeah, it's it's been in my life for a very, very long time. <laughs> at
0: least. Awesome. Miss Semi, same question to you. So I
2: came to like soaps in general very, very late, even though I like love like soap operas. I used to watch like the Spanish soap operas, but um, I came to General Hospital via, like, all my children. It was around the time that Angie and Jesse were coming back. So when, like, Frankie got, like, hit, and he, like, fell into, mm-hmm. like, a bunker with Greenlee. And then Angie and Jesse coming back with, like, that song of Alicia Keys, and that's what kind of piqued my interest because I saw the commercials. And so I was just like, well, what is this? I know her from Eve's Bayou, and I know her as the seer on Charmed. She's on a soap opera. So I started watching that. And then that led me into watching just like One Life to Live because that came right afterwards. And then I was like, well, there's General Hospital. Might as well just watch that too. So I started like really late, but I went back on YouTube and like watched a lot of old episodes. And I'm also part of the Elizabeth Webber Hive. She's my favorite. Love her so much. I've um, dabbled in and out of Days of Our Lives. I've seen some in The Young and Restless. It just never captures me for Young and the Restless. Bold and the Beautiful, I did not watch. And I watched As the World Turns a little bit because of the Luke and Noah. So I've dabbled here and there.
0: Oh, I hear that. I I won't go into the origin story. I have to figure out which podcast I did talk about that, where my regular co-captain Lady D is the one who got me into watching soap operas and she was kind of granddaughtered and to CBS soaps so you talk about all day starting with Young and a Restless Bowling a Beautiful as the world turns and Guiding Light once I got the hang of it well Swan's Crossing got me over to General Hospital And that was because they had the teen set. So when the infamous Jason Morgan was still Jason Quartermain and the infamous Brenda Barrett was still in high school and Robin was 15. Like, I remember it being late June and they were going to prom. I never really watched Passions, but I did watch Days of Our Lives. But I kind of knew what was going on with Passions because they did have Brooke Kerr. And that is my transition into why we're talking about specifically General Hospital right now, AKA Black Hospital. And it is because what kind of drew me back in was Brooker, who had been on Passions, I think for the whole 10 year plus run, was all of a sudden in 2020 hired to General Hospital. And I said, like, oh, they got Black people on the TV again. Okay, okay. So I came back and I said, all right, who else is here? I knew that Jordan was there. I'm going to say the Black characters, and here's where I really need the help. So I'm, I'm in and out. I watch General Hospital more on Twitter than I do live, but I do record it on a DVR. You can watch it on Hulu. And again, like you said, Miss Semi going back and watching those clips Makes a lot of sense. So I saw Brooke Kerr and she plays Dr. Portia Robinson. Connected to her is her daughter, Trina, which we will talk about in depth later. She has a brother, Ezekiel, who will be hopefully heating up a storyline. She is married to Curtis, Curtis Ashford, had a brother named Thomas. Thomas has a son named TJ. Now, let me pause right here. First of all, did I get anything wrong so far? No. Got it. Okay, so now TJ, I remember when TJ came on, but the second TJ, his name was Taquan. What was his, y'all know his last name? Because you know I'm hitting the Googles. He was the little brother on Everybody Hates Chris. Yes. So Taquan Richmond played TJ on the soap opera when he first started dating Molly uh, Lansing Davis. So now Molly is a legacy-ish character, a uh, daughter of very established parents. Uh, mother, Alexis Davis. Father, Rick Lansing. Uncle, Sonny Corinthos. So I saw that. So I knew him and Taquan Richards went to Boomerang on BET. I stopped watching. I kind of lost... Connection here, we have a new TJ, who is a doctor, still dating Molly. And then connected to that family is also Aunt Stella, who is a minister. She raised Curtis and Thomas. Thomas was married to Jordan, but Jordan cheated on Thomas. And TJ's father is Sean Blakemore, connected to the mob. Okay. And he was raising... TJ. Also connected to the Ashfords is Marshall. Yes. Right? Yep. Who was dating Epiphany, rest in peace, Sonia Eady. Yeah. Now, I go back with Epiphany when she started in 1990. Well, when did she start? Well, I don't remember when she started, but I remember she was a head nurse after Audrey when she retired. I remember her on night shift. I remember Stan, her son, and she was just a driving force. So I do want us to talk about her later. Is there anybody else that's black that's on the show currently that I didn't mention?
2: No, none that aren't like day players or whatever.
0: Who's a who's
2: a black girl with the natural hair? That's like in the bar? Nika. Now what's that about? I don't know. I just want her to kiss somebody. <laughs>
1: Felix is what? Current uh, he's oh, yeah, recurring. Felix, he's, Felix yeah. Dubois. I'm like, he's recurring, isn't he?
2: Yeah. yeah. I forget about Felix because the show forgets about Felix.
0: I forgot okay. about Felix. I remember when he what and was it Selena brought back the nurse's ball. Okay, so I named some of the black people and how they're briefly connected. Now we're gonna save the best for last, aka Sprina. But what do people need to know? So if you turn on a TV and you see Black Folk on TV, why should you stop and watch? What will you see?
1: Well, you know what? I was just thinking, we completely forgot about Taggart. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. We Can we
0: start yeah. with Taggart? Yeah. Same <laughs> shame on us. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry,
2: <laughs> Taggart. we got
1: a lot of... Yes.
0: What do you all want to say you, about Taggart? Because I, you know how y'all introduce yourselves as... Elizabeth Weber fans,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. you too know how I feel about Elizabeth Weber, right? Yeah. For the record, I do not dislike Elizabeth Weber. The problem that I have with her and her character is that I feel like she was created to be Lucky's rib and not a fully realized person. And that's the reason why they've been doing this flip flop wishy washy shit with her and not giving her proper screen time and development because Becky Herbst was such a fine actress that she got the character over. I'm going to use wrestling terms. She got the character over even though they weren't booking her. So I don't have a devout relationship with her because I just said, "Mm, girl, they ain't going to do you right. I just, I just knew and I couldn't really connect and I always just wanted better for her, but also I always wanted to spend more time with Dara Jensen, who I know we're going to mention when we talk about Taggart. I always wanted to spend more time with Dr. Lainey Winters.
1: Yeah, I miss Lainey. I I do.
0: You know, and then there's some other people where I'm like, come now. Um, I also felt like they did Kelly Monaco dirty, and I hated that whole J-Sam liaison wars. I yeah. fell on the side of Jay Sam, but a lot of that had to do with because I felt that Jason never courted Elizabeth the way she deserved.
1: You have a point. Yeah, um, I mean, I we we talked about it before, and I said absolutely, you do, you do have a point. Um, oh, I obviously fought, fell on the side of liaison. That being said, when it comes to Taggart. Um, Mm -hmm. I know he he had a love-hate relationship with Jason, as he used to call him. Well, more of a hate relationship. He's called Anger Boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, I I honestly, I'm not going to lie, like, I do love that real Andrews was able to come back to the show. I feel really bad for Taggart's character because, you know, he thought that he was Trina's father, and... Now he's not, he apparently Curtis is the father.
0: Um Okay, pause. Let's expand that out. So Taggart has been on the show for since the 90s yep. as a police officer. Yep. Right? Or detective. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because General Hospital takes place in Port Charles, New York, which is a harbor. I know a lot about harbors. I'm from Baltimore. We going to talk about that later. <laughs> The criminal element, the mob took over poor Charles in the vice of Sonny Corinthos and then later uh, with his enforcer, Jason Morgan. And obviously, every batman has got to have a joker. Taggart has been on his ass trying to shut the mob down and make poor Charles a safer place. They've had beef for years.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. What we didn't know, because they had the police as one-note characters is that Taggart was whole-ass married and had a daughter named Trina. We did know that Taggart had a sister named Gia Gia and a mother named Florence. Mm -hmm. We knew that he was from New York and that the man who used to beat Sonny and Sonny's mother Adela was a police officer who mentored Taggart so part of Taggart's beef with Sonny was that you killed my mentor because you're just irredeemable I don't know when Taggart had time to have a wife (laughs) and a daughter because remember it's always in Dara's face Mm -hmm. Mm in case you don't know Dara Jensen ADA she was a black woman who uh also moonlighted as a lounge singer and uh, she left the show I don't remember what circumstances Vanita Hubbard I think was her name and then he also was dating Hannah one of Sonny's Brenda Bot cast offs Mm -hmm. and he had he took in a ward did he not at no point in time that he had all that did he ever mention a wife
1: (laughs) or a kid I know I, I don't know I don't know. I mean, they had to give him, I guess, some type of backstory. I don't know. But, like I said, it just upset because I really like the relationship with, with Taggart and, and Trina. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that Curtis has interloped his way into it, kind of wondering, like, where exactly is that with Taggart? Like, is he going to the show again? Like, what's going to go on? I, I kind of had a feeling they were going to do a paternity switch because that's what GH is about. I, I was just hoping that, like, they do it and that it was really Taggart, but... Of course, now Curtis is to his
0: father, So Selena did some shit. They introduced her and her knowing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think we got to set a little bit more context. I gave some history about like from the 90s to the mid 2000s or so. And mm-hmm. then Taggart left Port Charles and was doing other things. So that's I guess they're trying to say Trina was born by like, 2003. Okay. And that's when that was happening. But Portia... Although married to Taggart, had an affair with Curtis. Curtis. She kept it a secret, and so it just came out that, well, your daddy may not be your daddy,
2: <laughs> and that's
0: what we That's what you're referring to. So now you say, Miss Emmy, do you think that? taggart is really the father and that selena Wu did some trickery because she said to curtis like hey i can make your lab results go any way you want
2: i hope so i hope she did i do not want curtis to be trina's daddy so i am hoping against hope that selena did some shit but it's probably gonna end up that like she probably did it maybe she'll like make him think that she did some stuff and like when he's already like formed more of a connection with Trina and then she'll be like, psych, that's not your real daughter. And he's probably going to keep it a secret and it'll like hurt him. But in the end, it's turns out that Trina's really his daughter, which I hope doesn't happen. But I really hope she messed with the test and I hope that Taggart
0: is really Trina's dad. I do too. I was disgusted. Um, <laughs> Lauren Lake needed to dust off her paternity court seat one more again, honestly mm-hmm. and truly, right? Yeah. Mercy Hospital still exists in Port Charles. Mm -hmm. In my research, I found that Trina's mom, Portia, came from Mercy Hospital to General Hospital. Mm -hmm. Once that woman was like, hey, yo, I have connections in that lab. Why did you say, let's get this done elsewhere? Because
2: Curtis is not smart. (laughs) They like to make us think that he is, but he's not.
0: (laughs) Well, damn. So in other words, he's just pretty. Mm -hmm. Just
2: pretty. Mm -hmm.
0: I feel as though that the history is better for the Campbell Taggarts to have a child. Because from from my research again, I saw the storyline where Taggart, Jason, and Sonny came to a detente and an understanding. Sonny promised to look out for Trina. And that promise makes more sense and goes even further when you realize that Trina is dating Sonny's nephew or more importantly Sonny's nephew is in love with Trina so even though there is a gatehouse that's there it's still good fodder for a cookout or other events to have Sonny and Taggart in the same room and realizing that the children that we love and help raise are in love with each other. So we got to get out of the way here. You also have that whole issue with the fact that his sister was engaged to Spencer's father and how that didn't turn out well, especially because Helena was crazy as fuck. So Taggart has reason to not want Trina anywhere near Spencer at all. You just want to erase that away? Why?
1: Yeah, I'm just hoping there's some some hijinks going on because, all you know everything you said is you know very very true and there's just more of a story if Tagger like you said more of a story if Taggart is Trina's father. Like it's no offense to Curtis, but like who is he? I'm like who really cares if these two you know like who cares?
0: Okay,
2: yeah,
0: all offense to Curtis. Well, oh, <laughs> Yeah you no 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 i gotta be for curtis for real i gotta be for curtis and jordan and a little bit of taggart because what the fuck it was this wire shit they was doing in my city of baltimore dude was what is this i mean he they, he was supposed to be bubbles i'm like what what's going on i was heated when i read that like wait what Uh Uh-uh, no, 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 no. We got so many issues with the police here and the fact that not only do they steal overtime, but they plant drugs and whatnot. And I'm I'm looking at y'all like, what? Of all the cities in all the world, Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) Which leads me to ask you to a question. Where was Portia? If Taggart was in Baltimore and Jordan was in Baltimore and Curtis was in Baltimore, was Portia also in Baltimore when they got married and she was cheating? Uh Yeah. I think the thing is that, like, Taggart would, like, go undercover a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: She just, like, felt, like, lonely, and she met Curtis. I think when Taggart and Jordan were doing their whole, like, spy versus spy shit, I think they might have been divorced already.
0: Taggart and, and Jordan were married?
2: No, Taggart and Portia. I think Taggart oh. and Portia might have been... Divorced when when Jordan and Taggart were doing their like undercover thing, I think.
0: Oh, now did they ever g- get together? Who? Taggart and Jordan while they were undercover. No,
2: for a minute there, they made us think that Jordan might have been Trina's mom for like a hot second, and I was like, that no. What? Wait, no. H- how how they even like had a scene where like Curtis was like, "Is Trina your daughter?" and then Jordan was sarcastic was like, "Yeah." I call her my undercover baby. I do that all the time. I go undercover and I just have secret babies all the time. But yeah, for like a second, they, they kind of made it seem that like Jordan was like uh, Trina's mom and maybe Portia just adopted her or something. So I, I was like, don't, don't do that. But <laughs> ended up not being true. So I was like, good.
0: <laughs> so in other words, did we meet Trina before we met Portia? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. they, okay. The,
2: I think the reason that Portia came was because Trina was such a popular character, and we were like, we want to know more about her. So they were basically just like building a family around Trina.
0: And you didn't give
2: us Gia. I, listen, do you know how much we've been asking for Gia? We've been asking for Aunt Gia mm-hmm. at every step of Trina's story. We're like, where is she? Absolutely. Like,
1: oh, just such a day back, Gia should be mm-hmm. definitely wrong.
2: Yeah. I thought we were going to get a, a new like face of deception competition. And I was like, I was I did really too. hoping for it. I was just like, ooh, you know, China could be the face of deception. We could have Cameron be a model since he's like always talking about being poor. So like something, but no. Okay,
0: pause. I, I'm listening to you now. So I didn't do any research on this. So this is going to be a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, Y'all may be able to help me. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, Young and a Restless. You know, Young and a Restless is two major businesses was Jabot Cosmetics yep. and mm-hmm, Newman yep. Enterprises, right? And then Newman Enterprises in the late 90s, early 2000s, Victoria, the daughter of Victor, had uh, this idea called Brash and Sassy. Yep. And what they did was for the teen set over the summer, so we're talking about this was Brittany, JT, McKenzie, and I'm sure there's somebody else Rihanna, there was somebody else, Raul, (laughs) Raul, there was somebody else, I think. But what they did was they had a summer thing where they were all together. It was really like an influencer house back in the day, but they were working and doing things with the cosmetic industry. They could easily do that today, especially now because of the influencers and how important that is you can have sasha. I don't actually understand Sasha. I don't care. Um I don't care about
2: Sasha. I
0: wish I, you would get on a train to Timbuktu somewhere. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> she white y'all, so that's why we ain't talking about her. Um I'm just I'm just being real. I'm sorry if that's offensive, but uh it, it's just like we here for black hospital hashtag black hospital. But I understand that she's there and Maxie is there and legacy like, character But you have an opportunity to have Joss as much as I loathe to say it, have Joss, have Spencer, have Esme, have Cam, if he's coming back for the summer, have Trina do something like the same thing around deception. Now, I know Joss wants to be in medicine, so I don't really know what she's going to have to contribute, but Mm -hmm. Trina is interested in art, hmm And photography. thought mm-hmm.
2: well, we were going to get there. I thought it was going to be like a little foursome. They had like a competition or something for like a new face of deception. And like Cam entered it and Joss and them entered it. And like Trina took the photos and they were like, wow, these photos are so great. Do you want to work for deception? And it was going to be all of them in there. And people were like, oh, maybe Trina is so beautiful that she'll be also a model. And then we could have gotten some, I don't know, summer teenage model shenanigans. But they don't like to give me nice things. So we
0: couldn't get that. And you know what? They could have flipped it on their head, right? Where mm-hmm. instead of it being Ajia versus Eliz, mm-hmm. like you said, Cameron... It could have been Spencer. It could have been what's that? Austin, what's I'm Austin Theory's name? Dex. Dex. Just him. It could be him. <laughs> and he has more abs than brains. So yeah, he, he, I just wish he, he, he had a personality to match
2: that. Yeah, nothing and uh, yeah, a personality, a past. Like, what do I know about you? Except they that? want to make him into Jason so bad, and he's Jason
1: with his all of his brain damage had more of a personality than this kid.
2: And that's saying something. He called
0: that man the Borg. That is saying something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but every time he comes in, I hear, like, A town,
2: damn. Like, that's. I
0: just need the Batman
2: Batman theme song because he, like, tries to speak like Batman sometimes. And I'm like, please.
0: Oh, Oh, my gosh. I made my mother watch the latest episode just so that I'd be caught up. And they had Trina and Spencer having scenes together, and then Joss and Dex yeah. having... The,
1: the, the, they on the couch, naked. Like That's pretty much all they do.
0: I mean, is that what it was? My mother was like, when did Black folk come back on? What is this? I mean, but, you know, in all honesty, it was, like, for the last two days, a lot of Black people on TV. Yeah. And the storyline where I just... I guess we can roll it in because I had so many questions. We were talking about Curtis. I was surprised that Curtis and Jordan were married. And I'm going to be honest. I I wasn't getting a lot of chemistry. I know this is like Jordan number four. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really getting a lot of chemistry off of this Jordan and Curtis. And I don't know if it's because this Jordan is kind of looking at him like, nigga, you ain't shit. And it's not really connecting enough. But I also didn't understand why she came up in Portia's house, looked around, said, ooh, this is nice. And was like, what is going on? Like, why did you kiss me? And I just thought, what did you think was going to happen when this is a married man? And that leads me to ask the question of, what is the relationship between Portia and Jordan? Are they friends? Are they frenemies? are they just two black girls in one city like what's up
2: they tried to make them friends and it didn't make sense to
0: me because i was just like she cheated
2: on her husband with your husband
0: mm-hmm. now
2: you guys are just being friends doesn't know. they're like they tried to make them friends and then when um jordan found out about trina's paternity they like were kind of like enemies And I was like, okay. And now they're kind of friends again. I don't know what's happening. Wait, I'm sorry.
0: Let uh me make sure. There was a lot of whole wheeze and she's. Let me make sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you mean to tell me Mm
2: -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. that Jordan Uh found a high horse to mount about a paternity issue when she cheated on her husband and had the audacity to, to perpetuate a lie by even naming the baby after him?
2: Well, that was part of it. She was just like, Well, I know what it's like to keep such a big secret. Uh Like, you have to let it out because I know it's going to ruin everything. So she was trying to encourage Portia to just be honest. And Portia was just like, Bitch, no, I've kept this lie for 20 years. I will not
0: stop ruining my life. So, oh, okay. So it wasn't like, Oh, you, you, Dusty Heifer. Okay. It wasn't like, Okay. (laughs) How did the secret come out again?
2: Oh, when they were stuck in some, like, basement of a house because they went to find some killer person.
1: The hook, right? Yeah, oh,
2: yeah, it was. No. Was it? it? I I, forget. It was something. And then, like, like, she lost her kidney or some shit. I don't know. But (laughs) they were, like, in the house. And I think they were trying to find a killer. And he locked them in the basement. And then as they were, like, trying to, like, fight for oxygen... Portia was just like, I need to let Trina know the truth and blah, blah, blah. And Jordan was just like, hmm, truth you say? And she put it together. <laughs> and that's how she put it together. And then it came out at the wedding because Stella blabbed her. Yeah.
0: How does Stella know? Wait, so but Stella is related to Curtis mm-hmm. and not necessarily Portia. Mm-hmm. So how did she know that Trina could have possibly Ben Curtis's. Because
2: Jordan told her, (laughs) basically. Oh! Jordan Jordan left enough crumbs (laughs) for her to figure it out, and then she figured it out. And then she decided not to go to the wedding. Like, she made up a lie that she was sick and wouldn't go to the wedding, and Trina was just like, oh, we really want Aunt Stella to come. So she and um, Spencer trips out to her hotel to try to convince her, and then Stella couldn't keep her mouth shut because Stella's messy, and then that's how Trina found out. Those are my favorite scenes. Ooh, those are some good scenes. Stella figuring out that um, <laughs> that uh, Curtis might be Trina's dad was so funny because at first she thought maybe Portia and Curtis were related. And so she was freaking out. <laughs> and then Jonah was like, no, not that. And she left just enough crumbs for Stella to figure it out. And it was hilarious to me. It was great, great soapy black mess. And I love so- it.
0: So was Jordan's ulterior motive to get Curtis back? No, I don't think so. What do you think, Ashley? Maybe? I don't know. I
1: mean, I just don't think Curtis is attached. I mean, Jordan, let's be honest, <laughs> Jordan, could probably, Jordan could probably do better. I'm sorry. It's just, yeah, they've yeah. like, I really, when Curtis first came on, I really liked him. And they've just kind of ruined his character to the point where I'm just not really a fan anymore. So I don't know. Maybe she be doing. There was some a little of revenge there. She wanted him back. Well. So.
0: well, okay. We are taping this episode on Saturday, June the third. On Friday, June the second. Episode. The scenes that I was alluding to earlier, where Jordan comes to Portia's house. So after the secret came out at Curtis's and Portia's wedding. Curtis was quite upset. They did not go on a honeymoon. He did not move into the house. So they've been in this limbo about what to do because Trina also was kind of like, you know what, I got a daddy. You may, you know, biology is not going to change the fact that Taggart is my daddy and I don't want to know. So she wasn't really willing to give up the DNA. And then... She gets shipnapped and all this other stuff that we will talk about. So all these other things became more important. And now we're circling back to it. But in the meantime, Portia and Curtis had been in limbo where most of their conversations weren't really about their marriage, but it was about Trina's safety. Now that we're here, she's back. Things are moving forward. They've got the answer. Curtis decides to move back home. But before that, he and Jordan kiss. And then I don't even remember why that kind of like ended. But then for clarity's sake, Jordan was like, oh, well, what was that kiss about? Are you going to work it out with your wife or not? And Jordan said in Friday's episode that she put her life on hold for two years waiting for Curtis, essentially, and that she wasn't going to wait a minute longer. Because he did ask her to wait. And I'm like, wait for what? <laughs> like you said, he's not necessarily a catch. But I'm like, first of all, I thought we agreed to listen to St. Nene Lynx and her ministry of Close Your Legs to Marry men.
1: <laughs>
0: so what is there to talk about, sis? Yeah. What is there to wait for, sis? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh. I would like to know from both of you why Curtis isn't shit, what exactly he does for a living, because I understand that he was a private detective, but he didn't detect like Uncle Victor detected. So like, what does he do? Now, Jordan is a police commissioner, period. That means she is borderline inept and couldn't catch a cookie in a bakery aisle because that's what happens to all commissioners in Port Charles. The criminals are smarter.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's true.
0: <laughs> oh man, I got. I mean, Mac didn't stand a chance. Like nobody stood a chance. Like everybody, they they were all these brilliant catching people, international criminals, Thanos, everything. And I the next thing you the, know,
1: the Keystone Cops. That's how yes. Bad
0: Oh my God, yes. But boy, they got in that job, couldn't do shit. <laughs> couldn't do shit. But she's the police commissioner. She's been, she seems to be somewhat effective because it seems like she's more morally gray where, you know, like she'll work with a Sunny or, you know, turn a blind eye and some other stuff. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment on her?
1: Yeah, I think so. I definitely do. I mean, Max somewhat would every once say, you know, if he had to work with the mob, he kind of, you know, he would. But I definitely agree. That's a a fair
2: assessment with Jordan.
0: Miss Sammy, what do you think about Jordan? And can you explain what the hell Curtis does for a living?
2: Yeah, Jordan, she's definitely more morally gray. We saw that with what happened with Cyrus, that she was willing to, like, plant drugs just to, like, take him down. So she's definitely more morally gray. She's one of the most effective police commissioners for that fact. The only one that ever had the chance, maybe a little bit, was like when John McBain came. It was like the one night to live takeover. (laughs) That was kind of like the only time. But as for Curtis, besides being an ancient person, what he does for a living is he's the owner of the Savoy. And he also washes money for Selena Wu because he's a hypocrite. I hate him. (laughs) How much time do you have for me to tell you how much I can't stand Curtis?
0: All of the time. Mm
2: -hmm. (sighs) Curtis is like the worst kind of quote unquote good guy because he like can spend all this time being morally judgmental over everybody else. But the minute he needs something, it's okay that he did whatever crazy stuff. He said Sonny was so bad, blah blah blah, but he's gonna go to Sonny to get Marshall's secret records. He divorced Jordan because she wouldn't tell him top secret police information that he was not privy to because he was not a policeman.
0: Excuse me, that's why they
2: divorced. That's why they divorced. Because he was like, Oh, you weren't honest with me about the secret police things and, <laughs> on and on. You, I wasn't privy to because you were not a policeman, but mm-hmm. then you were on crack. So you couldn't be a policeman anymore because you were on drugs.
0: And you mean to tell me that these clowns were running around my city? Yeah. Okay. Curtis is a crackhead. That's why he's not
2: a policeman anymore. <laughs> That's what happened. But he can forgive all these white women for all their shenanigans. Nina's fine for keeping a man from his family for six months. Carly's fine for doing all her bullshit. Freaking when Rebecca Budig's character, what was her name? Hayden. Hayden was out here doing her bullshit. That was his best friend. He collects white women like freaking Thanos collected them damn stones. He's like, oh, no. especially if you're a blonde white woman, you are my best friend. Let me protect you. But let somebody of any melanin do a small thing wrong. If Portia gives him pancakes instead of the waffles he wanted divorce. What? (laughs) Like he's like that. I I cannot stand him. It's always, he'll forgive everybody else for all the wild bullshit that they do. But like he couldn't forgive Jordan for not telling him secret police business that he wasn't privy to. Okay, sir. All right.
0: But he wasn't a police officer. He's exactly. not a lawyer. He's not no longer a private detective. Nope. So he just wanted pillow talk. So did he think his dick was slanging like that? That he that she was just going to. He,
2: he did. He can be all this morally judgment, but he's out here washing money for Selena Wu because he asked her to do illegal things so he can know about Marshall. But you can pass judgment on Portia, sir. You are mob adjacent right now.
0: Okay, wait. <laughs> to be clear, Marshall is his father.
2: Marshall is his father that he thought was dead for all those times, but Marshall ran away because he thought he has schizophrenia, but turns out Marshall doesn't have schizophrenia. Okay. So we gotta find out what's going on with there, but yeah, mm-hmm. I hate him. <laughs> he invited Jordan to his wedding. Why would you want your ex-wife at your wedding? Why would you do that to her? And then got mad at her when she was just like, yeah, I'm not going. Went to her office and was just like, why don't you go to the wedding, bitch? Wh- why would I go? Why would I go
0: to your wedding? <laughs> so he's got audacity in spades.
2: He has mm-hmm. white man audacity. He has the audacity of a white man.
0: And yet, your lips still found its way to his face. I, I was like Jordan, please, you deserve better.
2: Beautiful Jordan, please find better. Please, <laughs> you are too beautiful and too fine, and your fashion is too sickening for you to be pining after this ancient man.
0: So while Curtis was playing Captain Save-A-Ho to all the whites. Mm-hmm. Jordan wasn't getting her swirl on?
2: Nope, she was not. And she could have.
0: I, I, I wasn't sure if they were being reluctant again.
2: No. Uh, oh. I kind of had a little bit of chemistry, but like, I don't want Sonny near people because he'll just get them pregnant and he's awful. Yeah. yeah. There was a yeah. time when people were shipping Elizabeth and Sonny. I was like, no. Wow. No. I was like, Elizabeth yeah. is way too fertile and uh-uh. Sunny's wings are way too potent. They don't need babies. <laughs> she won't fuck around with well, her. You, no. Yes. You,
1: know that, you know that it was actually supposed to come out years ago that Elizabeth was actually supposed to be Sonny's sister and then the blonde came and, yeah so I don't know if y'all remember when Carly first lost her baby and they had um yeah they they were like gotten closer it was supposed to come out that Elizabeth was his sister and then the blonde came and that screwed everything up mm-hmm.
0: what no yep. I don't remember that yeah. it was supposed to be yeah Yeah, Elizabeth was going to be Sunny's sister. Yep. Like Mike Corbin's daughter? Or are you Um, talking about Adela's daughter?
1: No, so I'm assuming it would have been, yeah, it would have been Mike Corbin because we don't really know, I mean, we sort of kind of know Elizabeth's backstory, but I think they were going to have her, yeah, so she wasn't going to be a Webber, she was going to be Mike Corbin's daughter, and yeah, her and Sunny were going to be brother and sister, but then like I said, the blonde came, they casted the blonde and completely changed it to have her be Sunny's sister.
0: So You know what? Thank God for small favors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so wild to me because that's one of the founding families of the soap opera. The mm-hmm. Webbers, the Hardys, you know, yep. much later the Spencers and stuff like that, but in yeah. the Quartermains, again in the 80s, so why you would want to sacrifice established characters and connections for newly... I mean, it's kind of like what we were saying about Taggart. You know, Taggart has had these roots in this city where having a child, especially child Trina's age, makes so much sense and provide. So much history that you can reach back and touch that it would not make sense to just give make her an ashford because who the fuck are they exactly. um and the thing about it is as you begin to start creating legacy for ashford's it needs to not be so incestuous and maybe you know i think that tj being consistent with molly i have mixed feelings about that especially because any child the legacy is a fact that it's still a Cassidyne, that it's still a Lansing. It's not, the legacy is not going to be that it's an Ashford at all. And making Trina not a Taggart Campbell isn't going to make the Ashford legacy any better. I'm sorry.
1: Well, these writers are just, uh, yeah, <laughs> they don't get it. They really,
0: Well, can you all explain to me about TJ? TJ, I remember him coming on. He was a ward of Sean, which I didn't also understand because it was always this question about who's my father. And I, I got the sense that he was almost like a foster child and was quite surprised to know that or learn that Jordan was his mother especially because she seemed to go undercover quite often and Sean worked for the mob. And it's just like, why was he not with Aunt, and Aunt Stella? Like, can you explain TJ's history and what his current storyline is, please?
2: I don't remember that much about TJ's like beginning. I know like the bare bones. I think he thought that Jordan was actually a corrupt cop that like went into drugs, but she was really undercover. And yeah, he was kind of like a foster kid. He came on as like the the kind of like the bad kid to like Molly's good girl thing. And I guess once he found out that Sean was really his dad, he like got wanted to get closer with him. I think Aunt Stella stayed away. I don't even remember why. Because I, like, took a little bit of a break. So, like, that part was a little murky. But, like, at least his story now was just him being a supportive domestic partner and just, like, a good doctor. I wish they would just break up Molly and TJ. They should have been broken them up. To be honest. (laughs) Because Molly is kind of, like, high-key annoying. So I was just, I was hoping they would just, like, break them up. I'm still hoping they would break them up. Because... Taj Bello, the guy who's playing TJ now, has chemistry with almost everybody. And I was like, let just let him spread his wings. Just
0: a little bit. Have they ever broken up? Or has it always been Molly and TJ?
2: They broke up for like a, a little bit when he proposed to her and she said no because she didn't want to be married. And then he like went off to be sad and then that's when Cyrus kidnapped him. So they kind of broke up and she slept with Brando. And I thought we were gonna get like a nice little triangle thing, but it ended up not being that. And then they just got back together.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. And he is a doctor. So he's one of those GH doctors of like whatever you need me to be today is what I am.
2: I think so. I don't remember what kind of doctor he is.
0: Okay. So we covered Curtis, Jordan, TJ, Taggart. Do you wanna get to Portia, which will lead into Trina? Is there anybody else that we need to get? I mean, we talked about Anstella. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I like Marshall better now than I did when he came
0: on. So Marshall is a jazz musician uh-huh. and he was dating Epiphany. Epiphany. Okay. When we get to him, I was going to talk to him a little bit more, but cause we're just, we just have to get to Trina. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I went down the rabbit hole of Trina, trying to really understand how the fuck did we get here? And the here is baby sisters on trial. What I thought I saw was all of the black people unite like Voltron to say, You ain't finna do baby girl like this. And I saw Marshall reach out to his network of connections, trying to get information. And I was wondering like, okay, what kind of people, cause it was all vague. Like you got to hook up, like hook up a what? I didn't understand it, but it seemed like all of the black people converged and trying to support Trina. Mm-hmm. A, is that true? B, how did it happen? And that's all I could say about Marshall was that I saw his willingness to support this girl And I thought that was her grandfather. Well, I guess maybe they're trying to act like it is. But before, he was just, what, like, my son is dating this girl's mama? Or was it like, she Black, we Black, we we ain't letting her go out like that?
1: (laughs) Um, God, I'm trying to think. I you may have to help me out, because I'm, like, drawing a blank.
2: (laughs) Uh... Well, he got closer to Trina because he got close to TJ because he was trying to, like, he was, he, like, spent, like, the first couple of months talking, like, a sphinx, just talking in riddles (laughs) about where he's been. But um, once, like, he finally figured out what his deal was, he ran away because he had schizophrenia. Then he started to kind of get closer to the family because, you know, Curtis was dating Portia, and so he was trying to get to know Trina, And so Marsha was trying to get to know Trina. And so he thought she was just so outstanding because, of course, she is. And so he wanted to help her. I always thought he was, like, part of, like, a mob thing. Like, I thought that's where they were kind of going, that he was kind of, like, mob affiliated. But they never really explored that as much. So I think his, like, whole network thing was supposed to be mob-ish, but they never really delved into it. So that's where like the Marshall thing was. is just because he just wanted to help Trina because she's innocent.
0: Got it. Is Marshall TJ's? Well, I guess he wouldn't be TJ's grandfather because Sean is his father. What? Well, but but I was wondering, like, is Thomas was he Thomas's father too? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. TJ calls him grandpa anyway, so mm-hmm. but
2: technically he's like his play grandpa.
0: I understand that. So when I asked you both. Did the black community unite like Voltron to support Trina? Was that true? Yes. Okay. Can <laughs> y'all talk a little bit about that?
2: Um, let's see. Well, clearly Portia was just like, well, my baby didn't do it. And every literally everybody in town was in agreement that Trina didn't do this shit. But yet somehow Robert Scorpio was still like, let's prosecute. But anyway, yeah, they all came together and like kind of taking parts of the story to bring it together. So eventually they found like Oz Taggarty who sold Esme the burner phone and then Esme drugged him because he was going to rat her out. And so they all came together to wake Oz from his coma so he could testify. And then you had freaking that guy brownie bitch (laughs) snitch and then Jordan like made an emergency so that Portia would have enough time to wake up Oz so he could go testify so yeah they all were like Trina ain't going nowhere she ain't going to no jail I don't think so and so they all kind of came together at different points to her out
0: okay so just giving people some background information that was how Trina was on trial Mm -hmm. for revenge porn where she was framed for recording and releasing a video of Cameron and Jocelyn Jacks having sex. Yes. So that's what the issue was. But can you either of you walk us down the history of Trina Campbell Robinson?
1: Um well, you know, trying to think what was yeah uh, Sydney was the first Trina. I'm trying to think of her last name. No,
0: She's Michaela. Yeah. Thank she
2: you. was the second Trina technically. The first Trina was Asian. <laughs> Was she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they okay. first, yeah, when they first first mentioned Trina, like way back in the day, she was like a bad girl, and she was definitely Asian. <laughs> and then you, like, oh, let's it.
0: you know what this was? This is a Blair Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> this is that's this is, that's an old school one life to live reference,
1: yeah. Because yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, she was. She was? I don't
2: yeah.
0: know. <laughs> the first Trina was like three episodes, and then it has Sydney Michaela and then Tabiana Ali. Yeah. But just the highlights so, like, how old is she? She's a college student now. She obviously is,
1: is Portia's daughter, and she's very headstrong. I think that's why a lot of one of the reasons I think I really like Trina, both versions. Um, I, I love how headstrong she is. She would do anything for anybody, even though sometimes uh, it's, it's the energy is put in the wrong place. We looking at you, Joss, but we won't go there. Um, her, her and Cameron had a little thing, kind of, sort of going on for a little bit, like. But then they decided to put Cameron and Joss together, as we know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should, have, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we, you know, enter in Mr. Spencer I who a little rougher on the edges, and it got Trina's attention. And you know, he definitely was into her, point blank period, day one. They've been through a lot together, not to well together, m- meaning like she was dating what was that cop's name? Rory, the one that he d- died. Rory, bitch. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> oh, is that his name? <laughs> Lord um, yeah he he died we also have like you mentioned that Trina was framed by Esme because Esme is a psycho and uh, all the good that did um, and now we're to the point now where we have Spencer and Trina together and they had that great kiss, was It was about a month ago yeah. well was the, it was yeah, about a month ago yeah. they got yeah, they got kidnapped together. And probably one of my favorite scenes was her seeing the ship blow up and she had um, little Ace in her arms and thinking that she lost Spencer forever. And then when he comes, she sees him and she jumps into his arm, which apparently like, was totally ad-libbed, apparently, which was yeah. just awesome. <laughs> I love it. Love um, and, I mean, that that's pretty much it. They're, like, becoming a super couple now. They pretty much are... Mm-hmm. becoming, not becoming, they are a super couple now. I think they, I, I saw somebody compare them to Sunny and Brenda the other day, which is insane. It's like, when you're in being compared to one of the great super couples like Sunny and Brenda, that says a lot. So, yeah. that's all the, a cliff Notes version of kind of, kinda, you know. Well, uh, another reason why we're, he- why we're here, because mm-hmm. the Soprina universe is picking up. I mean, it, they're all over the place. So, yeah.
2: I think you got everything. But the reason that I love Trina is, yeah, that she's really headstrong. She's one of those characters that, like, is going to tell you about yourself, but she's going to do it with love. <laughs> but she's definitely going to tell you, you're fucking up, and I need you to get it together. She knows who she is, and she has, like, a good head on her shoulders. But what I also love is that she's not perfect. There's kind of, like, a trope that a lot of, like, Black soap characters well black characters on TV they just fall into they're either like crack addicts or they're like the most perfect smartest most angelic characters ever in the world and what I love about Trina is that she's not that like she's very smart she's obviously really a good person she's a good friend all that stuff but she can also be really messy and she can be like wrong sometimes like when she first found out about Portia and Curtis having an affair, she got really like a little bit entitled and a little bit bratty where Portia had to be like, listen, girl, I'm your mama. And I was a full grown adult before I met you. And so my mess, you weren't entitled to that. And so I thought those that was really good because it showed that Trina isn't like perfect and that she can be a little bit messy. And you saw her messy with like all these plans that they were having. That plan (laughs) that they had to expose Esme that almost got Nicholas beat up completely by um, Sunny's goons. So like I love her and I love, love, love Spencer and Trina together. I guess we'll get to it, but I love them together. They have one of my favorite ship dynamics where you have the person who's always really strong and just has her shit together and she's there for everybody else. But then there's that person who sees the cracks sometimes and is the one that they can be soft with and they can like air out their problems with. So I love that dynamic that they have.
0: I hear that. First of all, I mean, if y'all don't know me by now, (laughs) I obviously want everybody Black to win. Baby Sis especially. And like you said, it's rare that we get Black characters that are teenagers. The only ones... There's only two others that, that I can say. Well, three, because Gia was late, te- like late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. But um, on One Life to Live, we had Destiny.
2: Yeah. And
0: oh, on Young and a Restless, we had Lily. But for the most part, they we didn't really see a lot of enough Black people on the shows, so we didn't see their children, let alone their children grow up. Mm -hmm. shout out to Michael B. Jordan when he was Reggie and All My Children and we also talked about Taquan Richardson as TJ right so but for the most part we didn't we don't really see kids be kids and then to grow up and not really have it all together and still experience new things so I like that dynamic I also like the fact that Trina has a village of people who care about her. What I want for Trina is for Trina to continue to have those people outside of that because on TV, Black characters come on a show and then they become islanded. Like they don't have familial connections, like they don't have other friends. Like as soon as you get to we're around white people, that's it. They cut off <laughs> everything else. So, what I would really love for Trina to have and do, as she is a college student, is to pledge her mother's sorority. Yeah. You know, like to just say that my mama's in a sorority and they could do winks at it. Like, yeah, I got a, I have a meeting at 1208. Okay. If you know, you know, or it's founder's day and somebody's coming up in some blue and gold. And met, casually mentioned like, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you after my Founder's Day meeting. Something and and she shows up and just wearing some all red, you know, something like that where you don't have to show them. You certainly don't need to give away a name of a divine nine because I don't trust y'all. <laughs> but yeah. what you could do, though, is to make mention of, yes, Joss may be my best friend, But I also have those classes. I also do work. I also have other friends and community. So I don't want you to get married and all of a sudden your bridesmaids are Christina, Molly, and Josh. The fuck? You know, like, I, I don't want that. I don't want it. So I want you to have, continue to develop and have a community where you're literally not alone. And you know, kind of going on to that wish thing, there's a famous scene, like still, I'm a comic book person, with Misty Knight and Danny, where he is taking out her braids. I want that for the two of them. Yeah. As we start getting into, like, a coupling, I can say what drew me to them is the fact that it is rare for us to see a uh, dark-skinned black girl being openly courted by a man or just anybody out of you know from another race but for it to literally be the prince of Port charles where we've seen his entire history i mean who has this legacy of not just being a cassadine he's not a spencer by blood, he's a Spencer by relation, but also being that Weber, as well, because you know, from Laura or Gray, as we later found out, but having those deep roots of Laura's is your grandmother, Mayor Lawyer Collins, as she is known today, is your grandmother. All that she's been through, your father is Nicholas Cassidyne, we've met him when he was 15. Your mother was that Kung Fu Blonde Barbie that y'all mentioned. You know, by way of maternal line, you have the Corbin Corinthos. So you have this family where you're deeply rooted and deeply connected. When we saw those scenes where he wasn't, he came to town, he was newly acted, uh, newly actor in the scene, and he was going by Victor. But the whole point was, he saw her and it was done. In terms of romance tropes, it was love at first sight. Then we got like annoyance. I don't wanna really call them enemies, but annoyance to allies. And then we even had a fake dating trope. And now we had a forced proximity and trauma bonding trope where they're going through these tropes. This is what makes it more or less a super couple to me is that they're putting them in these romantic interludes in different ways where they're just growing more and more connected. Mm-hmm. So that's me. What about you, Ashley?
1: No, I, I definitely agree. And I mean, any great super couple, they're not happy all the time, but they go through all these trials and tribulations. Right. And that's kind of what happened with Spirina, um, you know, when they were on the ship together, but well, all the other stuff, kind of how they started. So I definitely agree. I think, you know, Tabiana and Nick having the chemistry that they have. And, you know, I, like I said, I really love, too, that just how they interact outside. So I don't know if you saw, like, I think it was yesterday or the day before they had the scene and <laughs> they, they posted it on Instagram and Tabiana and Nick, like, were kind of like flirty with each other. And it was really cute because they know they have lightning in a bottle with this pairing and with their their chem. So I'm definitely looking forward to the future for them, and I hope they write really, really good for them because they deserve it. Like, they, they've worked really, really hard to sell this pairing, so to speak, and it's working very well. And I just hope that they don't screw it up like everything else they've screwed up on the show when it comes to pairings Um, I just hope that grow as a couple, um, whether it be, have all these even more, you know, trials and tribulations, but I also want to see lighter moments with them, like them being in the pool the other day was really, really cute. So, I mean, that's kind of what I hope for them for the future.
0: What about you, Miss Emmy? You talked about what drew you to them, but what are your hopes for them for the future?
2: I hope they keep going through like with these tropes they are definitely like a super couple status. Like they're there. They're like in the infancy of their like super couple era, but they're definitely a super couple. I do want to see lighter moments. I'm tired of Spencer talking about this baby. I want them to go on dates. I want more like adventures for them. One of the rare things with this couple is that I love both of them individually. I love Trina. Like, that's my girl. You say anything bad about her, we're fighting. And, like, I also really like Spencer. I've liked Spencer since he was, like, a little boy Mm -hmm. in ascots and robes and going full Phantom of the Opera at the nurse's ball to try to get Emma. So, like, I like both of them individually. And so I love them together. I just want them to be able to have storylines and lives outside of each other. Because what I don't want for Trina, which kind of happens a little bit, is I don't want her to just only get sucked up in Spencer's story and about him. I want her to have, like, her own story. The way, like, Lady H was talking about, like, her pledging of sorority. I would love to see that. I would love to see her pledging of sorority. Maybe we can have, like, a hazing storyline. We can have, you know, things that are about Trina and about her. And I wish that for them. And I just... I need that. I need that I love you. I need that first time to happen because I'm tired. I thought it was gonna happen on that boat, did not happen no. on the boat. I was like, listen, I wanted them to get thrown off that boat. I did. I did, you're not my favorite unless I I want you in complete mortal peril that you're gonna survive, but I want you in mortal peril. I wanted them thrown off that boat and to get marooned on an island that they would like have to figure out how to live on for like a good thirty two days. But unfortunately,
0: <laughs> that didn't happen. Wow. <laughs> Let me tell you why I don't want them in mortal peril <laughs> quite yet. Because it's general hospital and the mm-hmm. only ways that they can deal with a woman in mortal peril is to or is to punish her and make her infertile or wow. have some type of fertility issue.
2: No no. I want her in like in a divane WSB mortal peril where Oh my gosh! She has to jump out this plane, or she's gonna die. Things like
0: that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? I think that Taggart being her father uh-huh. has trained her well enough. Like she came up and she said, "Oh, my daddy told me never leave the house without a charge."
2: Yes, that's right. You she know, like Spencer she Spencer twice. <laughs> Pepper's favorite. <famous>. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I also don't want to see her and Spencer sacrificed on the altar of Joss and Dex?
1: <sighs> well, the thing is, too, I honestly believe that Sprena's, Spencer and Trina's popularity had surpassed Josh and, Josh and Dex. I mean, they have their five fans, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> if you don't believe me, I get into fights with them daily on Twitter, but um, that being said, yeah, the other day, the whole training with Spencer, which was laughable in its own right, because Nicholas Chavez has gotten bigger. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I know I have. Yeah. And, <laughs> and
2: shoulders? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And how, I'm like, this is about as believable as I don't know what. Like, it, it just, a lot of people are making fun of it because I'm like, Nicholas is considerably a lot bigger bigger than this dude. And I'm supposed to, he's teaching Spencer how to fight. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, so I don't think they'll per se be sacrificed at the altar because I think their popularity has surpassed them, you know, to the point where they're getting the covers, they're getting this, they're getting that. So I think they're in pretty good territory at the moment. So hopefully stays that way.
0: I hope so. Also, also, just to add on to what you were saying, I too loved little Nicholas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Nicholas, I think his name was Nicholas Bechdel, something like that. Yeah. When he had a list with like okay funny. And when he was with Uncle Sonny, what did Uncle Sonny do? Take him to the gym and was teaching him how to box. Yeah. That was one of the ways that they spent time together. And he was like, Nicholas is a dramatic little boy. Mm-hmm. I got to show him how to defend him. If he's, if he's going to have all this personality and try to throw money around, and like you said, be obsessed with Emma and whatnot. And by the way, where the fuck is Emma? Uh, I, I mean, she came back for Sonia Edie's uh, memorial and I appreciated that and I love her. I obviously don't want her to, I, I want my super couple to have my, to be a super couple, but I do understand it. There's normally uh, some type of a test and that test should be Emma. Uh, but when we were talking about that young adult set, she would fit right on in there. I also want them to continue to play on the culture. You know, they say, well, listen, this is a black woman and a Hispanic man. Juneteenth is coming up I would love to see how Nicholas excuse me Laura his name is Nicholas how Spencer does with the black folk at a black celebration and him understanding that this is it you know like this is a part of your culture and I'm going to respect it just like when they went to the pool and she was like do not dunk me do not get my hair wet do not do these things and and it was like okay Trina's going to graduate college. What does that look like? What does that mean? The search for jobs, whatever. Spencer has to figure it out as well. I know he is a prince. I know he's independently wealthy, but he's worked before, but he's also gotta do something with his time. He's gotta be productive as well. He's gotta match her energy at some point in time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I do think that there's the adventures. I would love to see him take her to Greece. And I think that if there is a couple that deserves a on location shoot, it is them. Because yeah. like you said, it would draw in money because they could do a Hulu series of behind the scenes and web shorts and guests will be sat, mm-hmm. you know, a, a whole bunch of people. They're getting covers because they realize that they are selling covers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, oh, dark skin girl? Like, what is what is this? You know, like, they're striking. That's what that is as well. So as we come up on the summer, what do y'all want to see in general? I'm not just going to say Black Hospital, but what will keep you sat for watching General Hospital going forward? And what do you want people who are curious about? Like, I see this hashtag, the Sprina is always trending. I've seen people like you too, me too. Like We we see the clips and the pictures and we're tweeting and retweeting. So other people who follow us about other things are seeing these people. I know that I've gotten some DMs about them. This is why we're also here. So what do you want people to know? So two questions. What do you want to see this summer? And what do you want people to know so that they can join you in watching this summer?
1: I guess I'll go first. Um, I definitely would like a story for my girl, Elizabeth. I want her the hell away from sin. Mm -hmm. I know that they said apparently there's supposed to be something coming up for her because she just became head nurse, which is great. And if you follow the Hardy Weber history, that's a big deal. So I'm very happy for her, but I, I want. You know, something more. she been almost like a day player for so long. And then when they have a story, somebody else's story. So that's what I, I really want, you know, Elizabeth to have some type of story with, well, not all of her children because William is lost to college. But, you know, Jake could be on screen. Aiden can, like, I want interaction with Elizabeth and her boys and a story for her. I really want Sunny and Nina to get their happy ending. But the way things are going... I don't know if that's going to happen. I would like Carly to fall off a cliff, but that's not also going to happen anytime soon. And then just, yeah, I want, and I love another Trina Spencer adventure. Um, And yeah, I I definitely can't wait for their first time. I think that's another reason why Nicholas has been pumping iron. (laughs) (laughs) I just want more balanced storylines for GH. It's been a while since we've had, more like you know, balanced storylines. Like, I would really love for, um, like case in point, one of my favorite storylines was the whole Metro Court crisis. I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah. Um, yes, that was like one of my favorite storylines ever. It went on and on for weeks. I mean, it was one of the best storylines they've had in a while. If we could maybe have something like that again. Um, it, it would be great. So, that's pretty much all I want for the, you know, for the future of
0: General Hospital. What about newer viewers?
1: Um, newer viewers, just, yeah, tune in. I mean, you got Spencer and Trina, which, you know, the, the storytelling with them is great. Um, I don't think there's, there's not as much mob uh, storyline. I mean, they kind of cut back on that a little bit, which is always great because it was so saturated at one point with, mob storyline. So um but yeah just I mean like I said tune in to Trina and Spencer. That's one of the reasons main reasons I'm tuning in right now. Um and you know if you don't know the history of General Hospital you can always YouTube it and because there, there's ton of, tons and tons of clips on YouTube. So I always find myself on YouTube watching an old storyline. So that's all I'm gonna
0: say. Okay. What about you, Miss Simi? Um
2: what I'm looking forward to, well, what I hope for the summer is, I hope we get a return of Cameron. And for like Sprina, I want them to have like a fun adventure Um, since, you know, they were just in mortal peril. So I want them to have a, like a nice fun adventure. I want it to be found out that Esme is actually, Esmonesia, as I like to call her, doesn't have Amnesia anymore. And she's just been, you know, laying low. I hope that she, you know, she sees little chunk chunk be like more in love with Trina and Spencer, and it makes her go crazy, and so she does something wild that makes her go back to jail, or I don't know, she gets launched off of Harmony's murder bridge and for her to die, because I'm tired of Esme, and for Laura to raise that baby. Um, also, like Willow to die, because I don't care about her, her cancer. I'm so sorry, I don't care. <laughs> And just like Ashley said, I want a storyline for Elizabeth because that is my girl. And I think that she has so much potential storyline that they just completely waste all of the time. Like I want her away from Finn. I want to see her kind of mentor a new crop of nurses. I hope that's like what happens is that, you know, when she becomes head nurse, there's a new crop of nurses that comes on and that she can kind of mentor them and be the epiphany maybe a new elizabeth that's you know wanting to be a nurse and for her to have an affair with a with a doctor maybe have an affair a summer affair with zeke maybe do that something of that nature and as for new viewers honestly just jump in into an episode <laughs> cuz when you start soap operas there's so much history it's going to be too much to catch up on jump in to maybe like watch a week straight and see who you connect with and then go back and watch some old storylines of theirs because that's what I did. When I first started, there was a lot of like Sunny and Carly and I was like, well, who are these people? So I went back and started watching their storyline and quickly got like distracted by Elizabeth (laughs) because the first scene I saw of Elizabeth was when her and Carly were like arguing in the snow because Carly... Was like, I don't want you around Jason. And Elizabeth said, Well, bitch, I'm not scared of you. I'll do what I want. And I said, Well, who is this? And so I got distracted by her story. So, like, my suggestion is just jump in, jump into, watch, you know, Monday through Friday, see who you connect with, and just go back on YouTube or just go on Hulu and just, you know, look at their specific storyline. And that'll kind of help you. Because as you kind of dig deep into maybe one character's storyline, it's a soap opera, so you'll get to see other people and maybe that'll off you, shoot you into other things. That's my suggestion. That's how I really kind of got mostly caught up is I focused on one person and then I saw other people's storylines and I wanted to follow those too.
0: I think that's fantastic advice. I would just like to add on to that. Mm-hmm. If you can watch it live when it airs on your market, ABC, and you can tweet that's a great way of getting questions answered because that's what i do and when i said like you know i kind of like watching on twitter it's because like if i catch something or i see something and i can say wait this and so did this happen and then people who watch it and know they'll tell you they will also send you to other links with a fan sites of videos on youtube like where exactly you want to go they'll send you in the right direction now it is still twitter so it is a cesspool <laughs> i'm just being real but you may want to look at the general hospital or gh hashtags if you do like sprina which is we've been talking about spencer and trina that's their squish name hashtag s-p-r-i-n-a you don't even have to watch these shows you have people saints among folk who will just clip their scenes Mm -hmm. and will do it and i swear if not real time within 15 minutes Mm -hmm. so you do not have to spend an hour watching it if you find a show but the thing about it is like you said miss simmy you may come for spring up and say but wait a minute now who is her or who is him? And let me learn more about them. Now, I don't know if their community is as as, uh, nuanced and as deep, but probably is because it is a soap opera. Take advantage of that. I'm available. I don't want to speak for the two of you, but you can definitely reach out to me and I'll answer your questions the best way I can. In the show notes, I will link some things to get you started, including the Super Couple kit which will have some hashtags and like the link to lemon and some of the fan fiction writers, take advantage of that Mm -hmm. and enjoy this form of long form storytelling. So if you like comic books, it's just another form of long form storytelling. And I will say that there is a serious attempt to get this black girl and this black family and a black community right. Mm -hmm. And we want to encourage that. And that's the other hashtag, Black Hospital. Definitely, definitely, definitely take advantage of that. Now, before we transition into wrestling, I'm an academic by trade. Uh, You know, like when you write something, they say that you're in dialogue with a text for a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So the text that we are in dialogue with happens to be... Russell Soaptopia, who also they have a podcast called the Sprina Sessions. Mm-hmm. And the host Kayla, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, asks her mm-hmm. guests a question about um Spencer and Trina. But the question is, who do you think will say I love you first? So in dialogue with them, A I'm gonna link their podcast in there. And hi, y'all are doing a great job. Love the podcast. <laughs> so funny. I accused Simi of having a po- I was like, oh my God, Simmy, you have a podcast and didn't tell me? <laughs> and Simi was like, no, get off my Twitter. <laughs> this is not me. I was confused. And confusing. then I started, I was like, but if you ha- were to have a podcast, don't act like this wouldn't be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to like accuse you, Ashley, but then I thought... I don't need that smoke. Um, (laughs) But either way, the question is, who do you think will say I love you first? Spencer to Trina or Trina to Spencer and why?
1: I'm going to say Spencer to Trina just because of the way he looks at her. I just, I don't know. I mean, boy, is just, he's been whipped since the start, so to speak. So I think it's going to be him. I I really think it's going to be
0: Spencer. Okay, what about you, Miss Uh I'm on Team Spencer
2: says it first. Yeah, I think he's gonna like blurt it out the most awkward, like <laughs> dramatic Spencer way. And I'm always Team, you know, man falls harder. Oh <laughs> yes, we did.
0: Yes. <laughs> and yeah.
2: I really think he's gonna say it first. Yep. It's gonna be like um, how like Vanna like Valentine's definitely. Fell harder, fell first, and he said it first, and it took Anna some time to do it. I think maybe this is kind of a little bit of a similar situation because mm-hmm. both of them, though they, as much as like they ride for each other, and like we know they love each other, there's still a little bit of doubt sometimes. Like Spencer, when he was on that boat, he was just like, "Oh, you know, the guy you're crushing on," and she had to be like, "Homie, you're more than the guy I'm crushing on," and yeah. I. And I know, like he he fell on his sword. He went to jail one more again just to save her, but there might still be the little bit of a doubt in the back of her mind, you know, when she remembers that time. Even if he was just playing Esme, there still be that doubt. And even there was the recent scenes when mm-hmm. um she found out that she, you know, there was the concrete proof that like um she was drugged. You know, she asked Spencer like, "Did you know? Did Esme tell you?" So there's still maybe some doubt just like a little bit they still have that like little does he really love me does she love me but I think that Spencer is gonna say it first and then you know he might be like you don't have to say it I know you don't feel the same way Trina's gonna have to like smack him in the head and be like I went on a boat for you dummy (laughs) of course Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) so is it doubt for Trina and insecurity for Spencer is that where we have because Spencer's it's like saying, "Oh, I love. I am in love with Trina. I love Trina to everybody else, but Trina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Security
2: on his part.
0: Okay. I was thinking that, like you, Miss Emmy, that he might blurt it out, or maybe as he says it so openly to other people that she might hear it. I don't know if I would say that that would count as saying it first, but I just have this. Han Solo and Leia like situation where she says I love you and he's like I know I feel like that's kind of what may happen with them but I think unofficially Trina hears Spencer say it to someone else and was like oh and then feel secure in saying it and then I don't know how he would react he may be like (laughs) or he may try to be cool like yeah I know
2: Not the giggle. I want him to giggle. I
0: I think that he would like put his little head on his shoulder and blush and totally be like, me. Yeah. I totally (laughs) totally see that. Okay. Anything else that you want to say about general hospital or soaps in general?
2: Take to what you were saying about, um, you don't want Sabrina to be sacrificed as the altar of Johnson Dex. I think they're gonna probably use Sprenough's popularity and how much we love them to kind of just like put Jex in our face a little bit more because this feud that they are trying to make happen between Dex and Spencer is not it.
1: You it's mean like, A Town, what'd you say Lady H A Town Down? A-Town. A-Town.
0: My head Damn. You, my head. A-Town. Yeah, like please down,
2: yeah. Yeah, he's A-Town. Austin
1: theory. That's who he A-Town. is. A-Town. it it really it is it's
2: like they're trying to make fetch happen with this like and the thing is with Jax is that like they don't have bad chemistry they have a nice chemistry I think they could have had like a good storyline if the writers would have thought a little bit deeper about it it's just I think if like the writers would have tried a little bit to like think deeper into like who they were or like kind of just stuck to something just give them a trope (laughs) <laughs> and you could have like made it better because the star-crossed lovers thing isn't working because you undermine your own couple
1: <laughs> well and it's not even that to the fact that she cheated on cam with this yeah. dude mm-hmm. and yeah. didn't even own up to it i mean i'm like she really is carly's daughter because yeah um <laughs> but that's the main problem i have and then for them to make it seem like they're this great love which we mm-hmm. know better um that's the main problem I have with them. And then the fact that the guy that plays Dex can't act his way out of a paper bag either. Um, and they want to make him Jason Morgan Jr., which we yeah. he's not. He, he, they want to like make
2: said, him replacement Jason, and he's
1: not. <laughs> he's not. He's not even close <laughs> to Jason on his worst day. So right. that's, you know, another problem I have
0: with the couple. When Christina was recast, mm-hmm. we thought that perhaps that they would talk a little bit more, play into their rivalry a little bit more and maybe put Dex in the middle. But even Dex aside, you have that issue where Joss is after Christina's father and Christina's like, no. So they have a reason and a story that's compelling or could be compelling And also deals with history that doesn't necessarily have to do with perhaps their romance or you don't need to drag and you should not drag Sprina down with it. I don't want Trina to be a talk to because like, oh, you know, again, we're talking, we're wrestling fans. We use wrestling terminology. We're about to talk about wrestling. And you know that there was a lot of wrestlers, especially within the WWE, that got punished because they got themselves over, mm-hmm. and they weren't given good storyline or good matches, good booking in general. But yet, the fans were behind them. You know, I'm thinking of woo 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 Zach Ryder. You know, mm-hmm. when he was like internet champion, and mm-hmm. all of those things. There's a lot. There's been lots of people who have been popularized for other things that they've done. So the fans ain't going to boom, but the story, the writers, the bookers had nothing for them. Yeah. And so what I'm concerned about is that because I don't think that they thought uh, Trina and Spencer were going to hit like this. And I think that their money was on Joss and Dex. That's where the storyline and momentum is going, where they may not know what to do with them and i don't want trina to just be a talk to to joss and then when spencer comes to pick her up then he's tussling with this boy yeah i don't don't want that
2: you can give like joss and dexter own thing i just would have liked to know like why dex is into this thing like just give him a backstory you could have just gone back to like Sonny and karen situation like he could have had a sister that got entranced by the mob and he had to watch her you know slowly descend into like drugs and madness and mm-hmm. so he made it his mission to bring down people in the mob and so that's why he's doing this and he came to poor charles to do it and he fell in love in job with joss because you know she stood up to Sonny and all this stuff and then that could have been their thing it could have been you know i can't be in love with her because once i do this job i gotta go right it's hot it's hot in these streets for me and then that could have been their storyline and like yeah the whole cheating thing i hated it <laughs> like i'm i'm fine with mess i would have like been fine with the whole cheating thing if they had written it better or just like written it like a little bit more nuanced but they really didn't and then they had cameron kind of basically forgive her at the end and then he went off to college and it was just like all right i guess That's the thing that's like, I'm hoping with the summer storyline is that when they build these storylines, that there's actual payoff to it, that we see actual fallout and actual like, like good fallout. So the whole Nina and like Sunny thing talk a lot about how Nina is like a pariah, but like she wasn't really a pariah. Like the people who hated her was kind of the people who were supposed to. And I'm not even a Carly fan. And I'm like, that's what I hate the most about this. I'm not really a Carly fan. I don't like Nina. I'm not a Sunny fan. I don't like Michael Willow, but they always, always do some shit that makes me defend the other person and it pisses me off. (laughs) And I'm like, why would you make me defend Carly in this moment? Why do I have to defend Nina in this moment? Damn it. So I'm hoping with the summer, they like when they build to these storylines, they actually give us good fallout and good messy drama that's gonna propel it into the next storyline, like a well, supposed to do. <laughs> right. The problem I have with this Carly per
1: se, um, not to you know get into a rant, is that Carly's character she's always been you know unapologetic. This is me, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the Laura Wright version I can't stand, and I say that because Tamra Bronze Carly is my favorite Carly to this day. She's a lot of people's favorite Carly, mainly because of the point when Tam was playing Carly, Carly had shown a lot of growth character-wise. She was dating Alcazar. Well, they got married anyway, you know, she, but the thing was she wasn't all about Sunny. She was kind of doing her own thing. She was in love with Lorenzo. She was like, screw you, Sunny, I don't care. Like, you know, she was, she had a lot of growth. This Carly has gone back into her old pattern, so to speak, where she pretty much says, does whatever she wants. She's not held accountable for anything. You know, this whole thing with Nina, I I get, you know, the whole Sunny Carly dynamic, which I was never a fan of. I will never be a fan of um, (laughs) because pretty much considering how they started, but we won't go there. (laughs) Um, but that being said, just the way she treats Nina and everything, like she's dog, essentially dog shit, because she kind of does. Um, I don't like that whole dynamic. And everybody is like, Oh, you know, Carly, Carly, this Carly, that Carly's not Carly's great. But you know, out of the two of them, you know, I'll go with Carly, because it's just I don't like the whole dynamic. I don't like the writing for, for Carly. I don't like the writing right now where, like you said, Nina is kind of a pariah, but she's not like to the point where everybody in town hates Nina because, oh my God, you know, she's walking around with Sonny. And I, I just don't like that dynamic. And I honestly don't know if if it's going to get any better. And I say that because Laura Wright had tweeted something a couple of days ago I think somebody had said something about Sonny and Carly, and uh, she kind of made it seem like, oh, well, you know, everything that's going on right now is not going to matter because they're going to end up back together. And well, no, don't get them back together, please. Yeah, don't. <laughs> right. So that's why I'm like, kind of like, you know what? I I don't know. And you know, I'm hoping and praying. I really feel like Mo was tired of Sonny and Carly of Carson, and. Yeah he wanted a fresh new pairing and he really likes the dynamic between Sonny and Nina to the point where he's literally getting into arguments with Carson fans on Twitter. I, love- absolutely- I wish she would stop doing that though. <laughs> it's it's not- hilarious though. It's the best thing ever. I die every time I see that. Um, please, please. It, it, it's great though, because you know, it's like the Carson fans kind of feel like they're almost entitled. And I'm like, when it comes down to it, when it comes to Sonny-Corintho's parents, Brenda and Sonny are the top tier. They always have been, point blank, period. If Brenda Barrett decided to walk back on the canvas, Nina and Carly would be yesterday's news because he'd be like, all right, Brenda's here. It's Brenda. So, and I honestly think, I think Moe is trying to get Vanessa to come back, and she's like, no, <laughs> he really wants her back. Um, but, yeah, so I kind of think that Moe is to the point now where he's kind of over Carson, and he really wants Sonny and Nina so I think we'll probably play into that more because mm. Mo doesn't want Carson anymore. So we'll we'll see what happens though.
2: That would be fine. I think my, just my thing with Nina, even if I I really, I've never liked Nina, but I think that I would be more intrigued with this if the writers would write Nina as like a good adversary to Carly. Like I wanted Nina, there was that scene where she was just like, I'll apologize to everybody. I'm not apologizing to you. I said, let's go. I wanted Nina to buy that hotel, to look Carly in her face, be like, I got your man. I got your hotel. Now what? Right. For Carly to be like, well, I got your daughter's love. Now what? Like, Make it a good rivalry. People are like, no, she's trying to be a good person. She's trying to be petty. No, let them be petty. (laughs) Give me a good rivalry. And then I will enjoy it more. Like, yeah. I think they should just like have Nina just own it. Be like, yo, I got your man. You walked in on us, fucking on your boat. Now what? I got your hotel and it's doing better. Now what? You want to be in jail? I'm not. Now what? Like, just be apologetic about it. Because they write her and then they have her cry about it. And yeah. I'm like, don't cry about it. You did it. Do right. it. Do it it for revenge. I love that. Like, let that scene when she was like, I'll apologize to everybody. I'm not apologizing to you, though. I was like, ooh, we got something. We didn't have anything. And I was like, dang it. We could have got there, but this is the problem when you write people like Sonny Corinthos, my boss extraordinaire, as the moral center of the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: uh, Uh, Yeah. And and, and Carly's the, uh, yeah, I don't know what Carly is, but no
0: comment. (laughs) I, you know what? I go back with Laura Wright. I forget what her name used to be when she was on Loving.
1: Allie. It was Allie and she, then she was Cassie Lane. Um, yeah, this-
0: Guiding Light. Yes. With Prince Richard. I would say that a lot of these soap actors that we have, the vets on there, really really are vets with this history that I miss. And one thing that always confuses me about nina was when she was introduced it was the old phyllis from young and restless right yeah so michelle stafford yes so the thing that that strikes me that stands out in my memory was that didn't she snatch avery out of (laughs) ava's body when she was given birth um well (laughs) (laughs) just labor yeah yeah that was her right and those two are literally having tea and i was like did not she smash that baby out your cat like i remember that (laughs) um you know and it was it was one of those things because i used to love maura on as the world turns Yeah, carly carly Carly, Carly Carly. carly
2: jack yes
0: Oh my gosh. So I, and they, and I do see that they write a little bit of that spunk still in there. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm satisfied with her. And she is also, as I explained to my mom, Trina's fairy grandma. Yes, yeah, she is.
2: She which I appreciate. <laughs> I said she loves her some Trina and I love that as well.
0: I do too. And I, so I really appreciate that. So her village is not just the black people. It's also Ava it is the fact that Carl even Sonny was trying to bribe <laughs> jurors to get her off because he promised Taggart mm-hmm. and I so I, I do appreciate that that she is and I hope we were talking about moral centers I know that Trina is growing and is messy mm-hmm. but the moral center and the heart of the show used to be Robin mm-hmm. yeah Yep. and I would love for it to be Trina
2: yes with like less of the judgy i love robin but she can be a little judgy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yes i think they're like writing trina the way they wrote like um bianca montgomery on all my children like um, everybody loves bianca you mess with bianca the whole town is going to burn your house down so <laughs> like that's like how they're writing trina and i'm like i love that
0: so let me tell you something one of my favorite lines from soap operas and we, we've established it. We've been watching soap operas for a really long time. I've been watching soap operas for over 30 years. And I remember this line. It's not going to be verbatim, but it's going to be pretty damn close. You said Bianca was the Pine Valley sweetheart. Mm-hmm. She is a legacy child. She was Erica Kane's baby. Yep. One of the only characters that was barely soar because yep. <laughs> she was the daughter of Erica Kane. So there was always storyline for her. And uh and last is like the actresses that you know spent teenage years or young adult years, Lacey Chabert as one, mm-hmm. as Bianca Montgomery. Yeah. But it was an Eden Regal was with the mm-hmm. last Bianca Montgomery. Yes. And she came out as a lesbian on the show. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh was it Will? There was some character who was the town pariah. Oh yeah. And he sexually assaulted Bianca. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those umbrella storylines where everybody wanted them dead.
2: Yeah.
0: And then his brother comes back to claim the body, and somebody was, Oh, yeah, yeah we will tell you what the body is. And the address was the town dump. Ooh. And he's like affronted, like, this is a human being. Like, how could he be here? and I forgot who it was, but he said it with a straight face and said, well, where do you put your trash? Exactly. I was like, Damn. I was cold-blooded. Like, no, he was trash. And we put, we send our trash to the town dump. And what about it?
2: Exactly. That's where Esme needs
0: to go. <laughs> to the town dump? <laughs> yeah, bye. Bye, girl. I don't care about her either way i mean the scenes that i've seen because again uh, i i didn't see her when i stand or do any of those things but what i did see when i went back for the spring eclipse was that spencer is captivated with trina mm-hmm. and esme sees it i mean it's it's nakedly on his face for yeah. anybody who's observant you know she sees it she's also a manipulator And she was tasked with not only manipulating Spencer but also people in Spencer's orbit. That's why she was there. So in a way, I never really understood is if she was truly interested in Spencer or was just like, shit, my psycho daddy told me to get with him and he's not making it easy. And I also don't want to lose to her. But I'm not really seeing where they can go with Esme's story because either she's going to really keep this, I'm, I'm going to put my nose to the grindstone and work and build you know, a better life for my son. In which case, I think that if Spencer and everybody truly believe that she is amnesiac and changed, that he would back off anyway. Or she's got to show her hand, in which case she goes to jail. Send her to jail. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, like y'all have written her in a wall and, and yeah. I'm like, is she a good enough actress that y'all would want her to take on another role? Kind of like how they did John McBain, mm-hmm. kind of like how they did um, Todd Manning, Roger she Howard.
2: She should be her own twin. Like oh. Avery Cole is a really good actress. But they wrote her into such a corner where she didn't have to be this evil. When she went to like as far as drugging Trina without remorse that she might die. When she tried to murk Oz Haggerty and all these things. It's like they took her way too far. Could have been like a good villain. She could have been a Greenlee type of good villain. A Kendall type of good villain where she's a Brenda in her early, early stages where she like does some despicable shit and some bad crap but it's not irredeemable so at this point they should have just killed her have her come on as her own twin and then just deal with that her daddy's a twin just do it
1: well yeah or they could have just given her a disease like they did with brit because you remember how oh yeah it was and oh, okay we'll we'll have her die and you know sleep with jason okay everybody likes her now <laughs> Britt was beefing with children <laughs>
0: yeah pretty much oh that it, was funny but she always had nicholas's back though oh not yeah. nicholas uh spencer too
1: no True. she did but then she yeah. also st- put what stole lulu's embryo
0: like she did a lot of oh that. she was wild oh yeah yeah yeah. Well, I mean, Yo, she was definitely that
2: Right.
0: yeah i think so like have her be that twin the twins went into the family like you said not just because of kevin and her father but also Livvy and Tess.
1: Yep. You have yeah, and then you have um Susan Moore who had twins. That's right. Yep.
0: That's right. That was gonna be my second thing. Speaking of Susan Moore and her twins, I believe when uh Steve
1: Burton's uh contract runs out at days, he'll be back.
0: No, don't don't
2: don't listen. Jason is with the tunnel now, his true love. Listen, wow, you already know. You already know. Do not bring him back here, please. I you can't want. do it. I can't do that stone face anymore. I can't do it in that Bart Simpson haircut. I don't want it. I don't want it.
0: You know, I always wanted Keisha to come back. Yeah, I I always felt like they should have explored that more. There there have been so many black characters throughout the years. I mean, the Ward thing, Ashley. I'm going to tell you now. Oh, you believe what well, you said? Oh, I might cut this out, but. I've already locked you in to do the end of the Arrowverse. Oh,
1: <laughs> I kind of volunteered to do the end of the Arrowverse. So there you go. Yep.
0: So you're locked in. Right. And my thing is this. So I have this theory that's on a podcast that uh, hasn't aired yet. My theory was that Annie Alonza, who played Maya Ward, mm-hmm. yep. was she left the show yep. to do the reboot of Charlie's Angels. Yep. I remember that reboot only lasted a year. And then she pops up on the first season of Arrow. Yep. And working at Canary, she was Laurel Lance's best friend, like Joanna Vargas or something like that. In those early episodes, her brother was a firefighter. Remember that? That, that was like the firebug thing? Yeah. If you go back and you watch those scenes between Oliver and... Or Stephen Amel and Annie Alonzo, I said, oh, <laughs> this is where the chemistry is. You know, they say where the money resides? This is where the chemistry resides, mm-hmm. not between Stephen and Katie. And I feel like that's the reason why the writers decided they were going to have this whole storyline where oliver went on a boat with her sister so to give her a reason to be frosty and to not sell the fact that i didn't think that they had immediate chemistry Mm -hmm. well it would make sense for the storyline because you you're not going to want to rip the clothes off of somebody who cheated on you with your sister and my sister is dead and you come back no and that's why I thought that. And and I also feel like she was probably supposed to be Black Canary, but the networks, nobody wanted to bet on Black. But I know she could have done the action because she came from Charlie's Angels. Right. But I feel like Greg Berlanti got clout after the first two seasons of The Arrow was a hit and that uh, when they launched The Flash and they cast Grant Gustin and Greg Gustin... Got good reviews that he fought for Candace Patton. And we all know how that changed the world. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the reason why he fought for, no, I want the actress with the best chemistry, with the lead, no matter what her color, was because they didn't do it when they had the chance to with Aaron. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Speaking of Trina Spencer, Tabiana Ali, Nicholas Chavez, Alexander Chavez. Unfortunately, one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is because that coupling and those actors need support because online, they're not treated well all of the time. Can you all tell people who don't know like what's going on with these actors and their characters and how we can support them, please?
1: So, I mean, I've seen it a lot. I I wanna say and Semi, I don't know if you agree, it's kinda died down in the past month, but um yeah, there was, it was yeah, at one point, you know, Tabby, great actress, she's always present online, very, very sweet. Um she was getting a lot of racist trolls to the point where You know, I've seen it in the GH timeline and I've reported and blocked a lot of people, you know, because it's disgusting because obviously you have this, like you said, dark skinned girl with this white Hispanic guy. And everybody's talking about how much chemistry they have and how they become the focal point of the young teen scene, so to speak. So she's been getting was getting a lot of hate. Nicholas was awesome and has been has come out and spoken against that. haven't really seen a lot of her other co-stars do it but I know for a fact he has. So you know just support Tabiana. Like I said she's a sweet girl. She's done nothing wrong and people just really really suck. She's doing her job and she shouldn't have to deal with any of that. And fortunately in this day and age with a lot of social media you get a lot of racist horrible trolls that probably live in their mother's basements and don't even pay rent you know coming at and attacking people that don't deserve it so it's really died down in the past month though i will say will will say that i haven't seen it as much but it was pretty bad there for a while
2: yeah it was really prevalent like sydney always got hate too but like once they recast to tabiana And it was like a clearly like dark skinned black girl. Like it really ramped up. It wasn't just like random anonymous trolls either. It was people who would like, you know, who regularly tweeted in the tag and do all this stuff who said a whole bunch of like shady things. And it was just like, oh, you're really upset that there's this dark skinned black girl. That's like the focal point of the story. If you want to support Tabiana, just every time Sprina is on, Hell, when Sprina is not on, just tweet about how great she is. There's the tweet, uh, I support Tabiana Ali. There's a um, like Tabiana appreciation tag. There's a thank you, Tabiana. All those like tags are there with people just showering her with love. So I would say amplify those tags, you know, put in your own testimonials of how much you love her and like how great she is, because she is such a find. They struck lightning in a bottle twice with them, like first with Sydney and then with Tabiana. She is so good, and just just amplify her. When Trina's on, just talk about how much you love her. Call into the GH uh, hotline. That's always tweeted out. I don't remember the exact number, but that's always tweeted out right into the soap opera um, magazines. They always have letters in there, just like write about how much you love Sprina, how much you love Trina and Tabiana, just to like show that we're behind this girl. And yeah, it's died down a lot. Like the, the racist trolls, maybe it's because I also blocked and muted a whole bunch of them. Cause I'm not here for that. I'm here to like tweet about Sprina and like Beyonce. Like that's what I'm here for. So I've like taken a lot of them, just blocked and muted a lot of them. But all you can do is just support her. If you see these people, don't even reply to them because that will help amplify them. Just block, mute, report. And then your next tweet should be like, I love Tabiana so much because of this. And just drown out the hate. Right. Drown it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think too, I want to say
1: where I really, really, really saw a pickup was when they were in New York for an event. and Yeah. Nicola- <laughs> Yeah. Nicholas had, I want to say, was he on Instagram or something? Like he did a video of them together mm-hmm. and that's when I really, really saw it ramp up to people coming out the woodwork and saying all this yeah. stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, where all these people come from? Right. I'm like, where'd you come from? <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think that that's what really, really bothers them that he is so supportive of this couple and you know, everybody calls them the co-captains because yeah, They're so supportive of this couple and of the ship and Mm -hmm. they're so respectful of the fans. And I think that's why these trolls can't handle that. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, he's come out and supported Tabiana and Sabrina and I, I think they can't handle that. I, I, yeah. I think that's what is really shocking to them.
0: It's always shocking when, when you see a dark skinned woman get loved on, no matter what the race or the gender or the sex, sexuality doesn't matter when it's a dark skinned woman getting mm-hmm. loved on. It is a problem. I would say that I have not blocked anybody but I've even noticed that it has died down a little bit and I think that it's I'm not sure that if it's died down or we've just drowned them out yeah and so either way they can suck it Mm -hmm. I will also put in the show notes how you can support and I think that what happened with Victoria Rowell in the 90s what happened to Candace Patton in the 2020s what is happening to tabiana it cannot continue and a lot of the ways that we stop it is by shining a light on it it's not as if the girl can't act it's not as if she's doing anything wrong other than being black and a lot of the issues because one of the comments that i saw which without a shadow of a doubt was just about race was to nicholas chavez himself and saying hey you're a young actor. You've already won a Daytime Emmy, so you're already, you're nominated again. You're early in your career and you don't want to have your clips or just be known for working with monkeys. And I was like, Ooh, you know. Oh, and, why did I did not see that? Oh, what? I was shocked. You know, in a way, because it's just like, yo, that's real bold. And you added that actor. So it wasn't even a sub tweet. It was like, no, in your face. And I could just tell that this person fully believed that and was saying, like, let me try to help this young man out because he doesn't understand how that's going to be a problem. Do I expect when we get a love scene? And I hope that they do a full montage love scene Mm -hmm. respectfully. Yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting Bridgerton, but I'm expecting Bridgerton. Um, <laughs> that, like, my whole respectfully is what they feel comfortable with, but, you know, fuck your censors, pay the fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, I'm not expecting Bridgerton, but I want Bridgerton. Um, what I'm saying is that when he does that, it's going to ramp back up again. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, they can choke on it. I don't care. But, I mean, listen, I remember those days of the believers who, you know, you want to throw them off a cliff or call them beasts because of what their characters did. But that's understandable to me. I mean, you know, like that's full psychosis in there. I get it in the chasm. But I understand that you're seeing that person's character and not the real and not the actor who's performing. Mm -hmm. But the issue here is simply race. Yep. I can't support that we can't stand it so you know all those people that that tweet stand up to racism all those people that want their day off on Juneteenth all of those people that posted a black square where you at yeah -hmm. yep is there anything else about general hospital soaps in general or do y'all want to talk about wrestling before my kids say y'all you got but 10 more minutes
2: Let's, Let's move on.